Oof, that's what you call a workout right there. Oh yeah. So, it is Friday, February 9th, 2024. And yep, just got back from a fantastic workout. Workout was outdoors. Included a good rock. Um, not too much weight, but you know, just enough. Um, and then your basic uh, pull-ups, uh, push-ups, prisoner squats. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Good, uh, good weather out. Worked up uh, quite a bit of a sweat. Absolutely loved it. Um, was really able to sweat out my sins. You know what I mean, and you know, I think this is a good place to uh, jump right back in um, because, as you know, we started yesterday a series on the Kama Sutra and liberation theology, and um, this is gonna. I mean, there's a lot to cover here. First of all, friends, there's a lot to cover here. So, um, we're going to go nice and easy with it, you know, really uh, sink into it. And um, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. By the way, I'm currently wearing a, um, I would say it's a red, white, and uh, brown, a little bit of blue, maybe some orange uh, tie-dye uh, t-shirt. Yes, you heard that right. Tie-dye t-shirt. Let's go home. And I've also got um, some green shorts on. Yep. Uh, some green shorts on. Uh, and as to the shade of green, um, it's a good question. Uh, I would say that the shade of green is... It's a good question. Shade of green... Shade of green. I'm looking up shades of green here. I like that. Shades of green. I'm also sipping on a delicious beverage. Um, I'm not going to plug, you know, the company or the brand as I'm not getting any kickbacks here. So um, definitely not doing that. However, I will say that it is of, uh, you know, the barley... Um, it's a beer, basically. It's a beer. <laughs> it's absolutely delicious. And it's just what I needed. So let's go. Uh, shades of green here. Uh, let's get a good shade of green that's... Okay, this is very close. Let's just go with this one. It's This is um, according to the hex... The hex triplet for this shade of green would be 00ADH3. Green Pantone. Green Pantone is the color that's called green and Pantone. I think that's it right there. Um, that's very close to it. So let's just go with that. Um, it's green Pantone, um, hex triplet, 00ADH3. Let's go. 
Um, so, got no uh, no shoes, no socks on, barefoot. I am sitting at the uh, glass. I would say it's a gla circular glass table on the terrace or in the terrace, however you want to put it. Uh, it's a beautiful day out uh, here in South America. And um, let's go. Let's pick right back up. So we did a, a little bit of an introduction yesterday on the Kama Sutra specifically. Um, we didn't really, you know, get to do a prologue on liberation theology. Um, so why don't we focus on liberation theology today? <clears throat> and uh, let's see where it takes us. So Wikipedia is going to be helping us out here. Um, liberation theology is a Christian theological approach emphasizing the liberation of the oppressed. It engages in socioeconomic analysis with social concern for the poor and political liberation for oppressed peoples and addresses other forms of inequality such as race or caste. <clears throat> Liberation theology was influential in Latin America, especially within Catholicism that in the 1960s after the Second Vatican Council, where it became the political praxis of theologians such as Fray Beto, Gustavo Guterres, Leonardo Labouf, and Jesuits Juan Luis II and John Sobrino, who popularized the phrase, quote, preferential option for the poor, end quote. <coughs> <coughs> Quote, the option for the poor is simply the idea that, as reflected in canon law, the Christian faithful are also obliged to promote social justice and, mindful of the precept of the Lord, to assist the poor. It indicates an obligation on the part of those who would call themselves Christian, first and foremost to care for the poor and vulnerable. This expression was all was used first by Jesuit FR General Pedro Arupe in 1968, and soon after the World Synod of Catholic Bishops in 1971 chose as its theme justice in the world. Latin America also produced Protestant advocates of Christ of liberation theology, such as Ruben Alves, Jose Mi Miguel Bonino and C. René Padilla, who in the 1970s called for integral mission, emphasizing evangelicism and social responsibility. Theologies of liberation have also developed in other parts of the world, such as black theology in the United States and South Africa, Palestinian liberation theology, Dalit theology in India, Minjung theology in South Korea, as well as liberation theology in Ireland. Okay. That's just um, a little bit of an intro of what we're dealing with here. And we'll just um, go a little bit further into this. Latin American liberation theology. Liberation theology developed within the Catholic Church in Latin America in the 1960s as a reaction to the poverty and social injustice in the region which CEPAL deemed the most unequal in the world. The term was coined in 1971 by the Peruvian priest Gustavo Gutierrez, who wrote one of the movement's defining books, A Theology of Liberation. Other exponents include Leonardo Boff of Brazil and Jesuits John Sobrino of El Salvador and Juan Luis II of Uruguay. Latin American 
liberation theology influenced parts of the evangelical movement and Catholic bishops in the United States. Its purported use of Marxist concepts led in the mid-1980s to an admonition by the Vatican's Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith while stating that in itself, the expression theology of liberation is a thoroughly valid term. The prefect, Cardinal Ratzinger, who would go on to become Pope Ratzinger, rejected certain forms of Latin American liberation theology for focusing on institutionalized or systemic sin and for identifying Catholic Church hierarchy in South America as members of the same privileged class that had long been oppressing indigenous populations from the arrival of Pizarro onwards. That would be uh, Francisco Pizarro, um, one of uh, the conquistadors uh, best known for his uh, conquest of the Inca Empire, and that would be in Peru. Um, so, what we're dealing with here, what we're dealing with here, is uh, liberation theology. And um, we could dive into Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, who was uh, Cardinal Ratzinger earlier. We will at some point, but let's just focus on an overview here. Uh, black theology, more or less at the same time as the initial publications of Latin American liberation theology, we also found voices of black liberation theology and feminist liberation theology. Black theology refers to a theological perspective which originated in some black churches in the United States and later in other parts of the world, which contextualizes Christianity in an attempt to help those of African descent overcome oppression. It especially focuses on the injustices committed against African Americans and black South Africans during American segregation and apartheid, respectively. Black theology seeks to liberate people of color from multiple forms of political, social, economic, and religious subjugation and views Christian theology as a theology of liberation. Quote, a rational study of the being of God in the world in light of the existential situation of an oppressed community relating the forces of liberation to the essence of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ. End quote. Writes James Halcone, one of the original advocates of the perspective. Black theology mixes Christianity with questions of civil rights, particularly as raised by the black power movement and the black consciousness movement. Okay, so let's move on to Dalit theology. Dalit theology is a branch of Christian theology that emerged among the Dalit caste in the Indian subcontinent in the 1980s. It shares a number of themes with Latin American liberation theology, which arose two decades earlier, including a self-identity as a people undergoing exodus. Dalit theology sees hope in the, quote, Nazareth Manifesto, end quote, of Luke 4, where Jesus speaks of preaching, quote, good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, end quote, and of releasing, quote, the oppressed. End quote. Palestinian liberation theology. 
Palestinian liberation theology is an expression of political theology and a contextual theology that represents an attempt by a number of independently working Palestinian theologians from various denominations, mostly Protestant mainline churches, to articulate the gospel message in such a way as to make that liberating gospel relevant to the perceived needs of their indigenous flocks. As a rule, this articulation involves a condemnation of the state of Israel, a theological underpinning of Palestinian resistance to Israel, as well as Palestinian nationalist aspirations, and an intense valorization of Palestinian ethnic and cultural identity as guarantors of the true grasp of the gospel by virtue of the fact that they are inhabitants of the land of Jesus and the Bible. The principal figure in Palestinian liberation theology is the Anglican cleric Naim Atik, founder of the Sabil Economical Liberation Theology Center in Jerusalem. The Northern Ireland Troubles and Armed Struggle. In Ireland, liberation theology has been associated with the ideas and praxis of the Belfast Roman Catholic priest Dis Wilson. Following the onset of the Northern Ireland Troubles, Wilson defended the right of communities systematically failed by the state, the churches, and other institutions to create, quote, alternative education, alternative welfare, alternative theater, broadcasting, theological and political discussion, public inquiries, and much else, end quote. More controversially, citing the example of Brazilian Archbishop Hilder Camara, he argued that this right extended to, quote, alternative police and alternative armies, end quote. During the military dictatorship in Brazil, Camara, who called on clergy to engage in the struggle for justice without fear of identification with the revolutionary left. Quote, when I give food to the poor, they call me a saint. When I ask why they are poor, they call me a communist. End quote. Refused to condemn armed resistance. In a famous interview with Italian journalist Oriana Facelli, he explained that while it was not his choice, quote, not my road, not my way to apply the Gospels, end quote, he would never say, quote, to use weapons against an oppressor is immoral or anti-Christian, end quote. Wilson argued that a church, not itself pacifist, as a schoolchild he recalls being taught to revere General Franco as a soldier of Christ, General Franco being uh, the uh, dictator in Spain for a number of years needed to develop a new theology excuse me needed to develop a new quote theology of pacifism end quote acknowledging the predicament of those who had a duty to protect others their families their homes this would need to do more than satisfy the needs of quote an oppressive government or a people seeking undemanding respectability end quote Excuse me, I got sidetracked there with um, with the mention of uh, Franco there. 
Frankel is also a fascinating character <clears throat> that we will dive into at some point here. So that's just something to keep in mind. But we will finish up here with uh, the peace movement. The Christian peace movement has been associated with liberation theology in many ways. Participating theologians have been in all continents and countries, including countries with Christian minorities. A central theme has been peace as a way of redemption and liberation. So, <clears throat> that's what we're dealing with when we deal with liberation theology. Okay? So, I hope that's up, you know... A good intro to you know what liberation theology means let's just recap it again liberation theology is a Christian theological approach emphasizing the liberation of the oppressed it engages in socio-economic analysis with social concern for the poor and political liberation for oppressed peoples and addresses other forms of inequality such as race or cast. <clears throat> so yeah, um, let's just wrap it up right there. So we now have a good uh, intro to uh, the Kama Sutra. We've got a good intro to liberation theology. We're going to start to build off this. So. Let's just uh, leave it at that. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Friday. Let's go. It's Friday. Friday, February 9th, 2024. 2024. And the price of um, Bitcoin. Oh, baby. The price of um, Bitcoin is currently 47222 USD. Let's go. Um, so yeah, have a fantastic Friday. Enjoy yourself, but remember there are limits. There are limits. Um, however, that's all I'm going to say. Enjoy yourself, but there are limits. And with that, I will, uh, see you soon. <laughs>